I want to talk to you this morning about a message that's been on my heart, and it's called, Yes, You Can, and Yes, He Will. <laughs> and we all know the scriptures that talk about, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? And God's for me, He's not against me, and all of that, right? But when the rubber meets the road, are we really expecting that, yes, I can, and yes, He will? Not sometimes, but all the time, every time. And it's just so critical and so important for us as believers to understand that. He's not a God that's angry at you. He's not a God that's mad at you. He's not a God that's just, you know, waiting to beat you down for every little thing you do wrong. No, the cause of Christ is all the stuff we do wrong. If a person could live a perfect life, then there is no cause for Christ. None. Zero. And so we've got to get beyond our circumstances we got to get beyond our shortcomings in our own lives. Anybody have a shortcoming in your life? Uh, yeah. Yeah, y'all working it out, right? Sometimes it's like pushing jello uphill, right? But God's given you a measure of faith to believe that you can, and yes, he will. Everybody say yes. And sometimes you've got to say no to something of God, or, or, or that's not of God, so you can say yes to something that is of God. And the yes that we speak needs to be exclusive to the outcome of the desire of our heart. And what I found is, is that as long as I know what God's will is for my life, and I, and I say, yes, I can, and yes, he will, that all of a sudden... The thing that I hope for, I can start to recognize things within myself that have been blocking it the whole time. Some of us are trying to swat at pain, you know, like, I don't want any more pain. Anybody want any more pain in your life? But pain is really there to drive you to who you are in Christ. It's not there to hurt you. It's there to help you. You, you, you don't have any choices in life if you don't have awareness of the pain. Otherwise, you just keep doing what you're always doing. You just, yeah, 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 we'll just keep doing this and keep doing that and keep doing this. But when the pain is there and you know that, yes, I can and yes, he will, then you start to move in a whole new supernatural dimension that's not just about how hard I can work with my hands or my brain which you got to work hard in this life. But it's more about my development and my growth and who I am through my confession of yes, I can, and yes, he will. Regardless of your current circumstance. Regardless of what you're going through. And sometimes we go through these problems and we go through them alone when there's someone in a blue chair sitting right next to you, who you could talk to, share what you're going through, and be ministered to. Think, well, I don't know if that person's qualified to minister to me. Listen, the only qualification you need to have for ministry it's faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. 
So what if you're the person in the blue chair and the person who's got the problem who wants to talk to you about it? Where are you at in the ministry part of that? Would you be willing to minister to that person? Would you be willing to pray for that person? You see, without developing these kinds of relationships together, we're together, but we're still alone with our problems and our circumstances and our situations. To get to yes, you can, and yes, he will, you're going to need the people around you. You're going to need to develop a willingness that if someone shares something with you in conversation, to say, I'd like to pray for you. I mean, what's the big deal, really, right? I mean, at the end of the day, don't we want that person well? Don't we want that person better? Don't, you see what I mean? But we got to get over that apprehension that if someone comes to you from one blue chair to your blue chair and says, hey, I'm going through this difficulty or this situation, it just comes up as part of the conversation. Are you prepared to minister to that person so that they can get to yes, they can, and yes, he will for them? James 5, 10 through 12, it says, For examples of patience in suffering. Oh, my goodness, patience in suffering. Whew. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endure under what? Suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end. For the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. But most of all, my brothers and sisters, never take an oath by heaven or anything else. Just say a simple yes or no so that you will not sin and be what? Have you ever been in a problem or a circumstance in your life where you're feeling condemned for the outcome? I think we've all been there. And it really comes down to understanding it's not about whether the suffering is there or not. It really comes down to a simple yes or no. Yes, God, you can, and yes, God, you will. Or no, God, I can't, and I hope you will. I feel guilty. I feel the pain. I feel the, the result of this thing. Here's what I know about the devil. And you could say, well, I don't know if I believe in the devil or not. Well, trust me, God's not up to all the evil that's going on in our lives and all the trouble that's being caused. You've got to realize that there's motivating spirits that influence people. So we're not talking about the behaviors of people being bad. We're talking about the behaviors of spiritual wickedness in high places that motivate you and motivate me to do things that are contrary to God's will. Contrary. It's critical that we understand that we 
overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Well, I don't have a testimony, Pastor Paul. I'm in this situation. You do have a testimony. Your testimony is you're saved. You're a man or a woman of God because you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're now empowered by the incredible anointing of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ where there's nothing missing or broken in his finished work. And that will lead you to, yes, I can, and yes, he will. That's my testimony. My testimony is not whether I got you know, passed the bankruptcy or restored my marriage and didn't end up in divorce and all that. Those are all wonderful things that will occur as a byproduct of you understanding that your real testimony is the finished work of Jesus Christ that you carry. Jesus didn't suffer like we're talking about here. And the patriarchs of, of the people that, I mean, built the kingdom of God to where it was, they didn't celebrate their suffering. They celebrated the finished work of God in their life. You look at Job's life, everybody in the world told him, no, you're a miserable failure. Curse God and die already. Get it over with. Rip the Band-Aid off already. And I think that's where we find ourselves sometimes, too, is when we're in trouble. Trouble's coming, guys. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. But when we're in trouble, then we get condemned. We leave the church. Oh, I just don't feel that I'm worthy enough to be in, you know, the congregation after the thing that I did and I said and, and, you know, this result in my life. Well, listen, at the end of the day, there's no other reason that Jesus came than to forgive you of all of your sins, to cleanse you of all unrighteousness, and that you should be running to that rather than running away from him. And sometimes that just happens in our heart and our mind, but we still sit in the blue chair. Still in the blue chair, still here, but in my heart and in my mind, I don't know that I can and I don't know that he will. But you've been given a measure of faith. God's a respecter of his word, not of a person. So he doesn't see your situation as any different than any other. And Jesus, he, he experienced all forms of pain, physical, emotional, spiritual, you name it, he experienced it. And sometimes we, you know, we look at him on a cross and, and all of that stuff, right? That was the physical pain that he endured, but how many people know he had mental, emotional pain? I mean, he, I'm telling you. He didn't experience the pain for the sake of experiencing the pain. He experienced the pain so that he could overcome the pain for you. For you. Good stuff, isn't it? So we need to start saying yes to inconvenience so that someone else can be blessed. Saying yes to a backseat role even though we're qualified to be the driver. Saying yes to doing those things that nobody sees us doing, the unnoticed, 
the unappreciated things. You ever felt unappreciated? Hmm. You ever asked yourself why you do what you do anyway? Are you doing it for the approval of man or are you doing it as unto the Lord? Yeah. You see, he wants your heart, not just what you're going to do grudgingly and out of necessity because I have to. Am I speaking to anybody this morning? How about saying yes to overlooking faults and inconsiderate slights? Still saying yes. Still saying yes, I can. Yes, he will. Because endurance will cause your growth to, I mean, exponentially go like this. Or it's going to cause you to go like this. Because you're taking on the pain. I've got a role in ministry that I made a rule because I had to. Is that I don't uh, lead with my heart. I give my heart to God. Okay, so... I learned that the hard way in the beginning of ministry. You lead with your heart, man. You know, I love people, and they're going to love me, and we're going to be in the love boat. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you get hurt, right? You get hurt. I've seen a lot of people get hurt because they lead with their heart and not with their gift. You think, well, I don't know what my gift is. Just start with the gift of the gospel, of the good news, that guess what? <laughs> the good news is not just exclusive to me or you. It's for everybody in spite of their faults, and it's an unconditional love, and it, 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 it just wants to keep happening that way. But sometimes we, we just get too focused on faults, stops a lot of great work from happening, and it stops us from going, yes, I can, to no, I can't. Saying yes to patient listening. Not just listening to what someone's saying informationally, but listening for what they're saying. And there's a big difference there. Being patient with that. We all have lots to say, don't we? It's important that we keep our mouths clean. We speak highly of those around us. Understanding we all have our own faults, our own failures, our own setbacks, our own limit, limiting things, and so on and so forth. And wherever they're at in their walk with Christ, guess what? You're right in the same boat with them, maybe in a different area. How about saying yes to the routine chores? Just doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons. Getting through it. Being an example. Every person who's received Jesus Christ is a leader. Oh, no, Pastor Paul, I'm not a leader. No, 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 no. Yes, you are. You, you're a leader with the gospel, okay? Whether you want to admit it or not, people are looking at you. 
and they're interpreting you and how you behave as a carrier of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. And sometimes you just don't feel like it. You know, it's kind of like, I don't want an adult today, you know, like, <laughs> just, is there something else I could do today? Because I don't want to do that today. Well, never forget, there's people around you that are watching you. They're observing. And in many ways, they're relating their relationship with God and sometimes through you. Because they're trying to figure it out too. Anybody that says, well, I've got my relationship with God all figured out, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, like if you've arrived there, then please come up here, take this microphone from me, and please teach us thy ways, O great one. But we relate to God together in many ways, don't we? How, how we see behaviors of certain people and certain things. We'll always remember that from that position, you're a leader for someone, somewhere. And the more you can develop your character and who you are in Christ, the more you can get to, yes, I can, and yes, I will, and yes, he will, I tell you, all things work together for good. Those are called, you know, according to his purpose, you know, and, and his purpose is his will to be done in your life. And if it's his vision for your life, then it's got to be his heavenly provision to he will too. Luke 1, 30 through 38, man, I'll tell you, uh, Mary in the Bible is just such an example of what I'm talking about. It says, the angel said to Mary, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I believe, as I'm reading this, I want you to imagine God speaking this to you. Because that's what the Bible's for, okay? Don't be afraid, Bill or Susie or Ken, Amy. Don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. How did you do that? Through the finished work of Jesus Christ, through the gospel, okay? And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. It's the purpose of God. That's the will of God that God has put inside of you. We're all here to birth many, many things. You should call his name Jesus. You should call his name your new business. You should call his name, you know, the leader of the, of the children's ministry. You should call its name. Because really what we're talking about is yes, you can, and yes, he will you got to start with the blessing of God. He'll be great. He'll be called the Son of the Most High. Your ministry is going to touch thousands of people. Your ministry is going to go beyond what you currently see right now. You have a ministry to birth inside of you. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. The throne has been given to Jesus. And he has asked us to come and be seated with him in heavenly places, okay? There's a lot more to this story than a woman who's going to get impregnated by, the, by God himself. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. There will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how will that occur? Are you kidding me? Since I know basic biology. 
my mom and dad sat down with me and explained a couple things. The angel answered her, and I, and I think that's where we get to. We want everything figured out. We know what it is that God has convicted us to do and to be in this world, but we wanted to figure it all out. It says, the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born and will be called Holy, the Son of God. Behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. You're not barren. Those around you who are not barren, they're not barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, yes I can, and yes you will. That's what she said. And she said, I'm the servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Great story. Love how it all worked out. Pretty cool. But she's a young girl who isn't married, who has to present herself to her community with a wild and, I mean, unfathomable story that only happened between her and God, not her God and the whole community. And she accepted what it was that God had offered to her. She said, yes, I can. And yes, you will. Luke 2, 1 through 5, the story continues with her. It says, at that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that the census would be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census to be taken when that guy, however you spell whatever, was governor of Syria, and returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of the king of David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. It says here, he traveled from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him who? An extremely pregnant Mary, who was expecting at any time. This was a 70-mile journey. Those of you women in here who've had babies, not sure you'd be up for a 70-mile journey. It's your belly out to here. She said, yes, I can. And yes, he will. You see what I'm saying? There's so much in the Word of God to help us understand that the calling of God, which is yes and amen to those who believe and call to his purpose, it's there, but trouble is going to ensue. 
The question is, is as the trouble ensues, will you continue to say, yes, I can, and yes, he will? Because that's what's going to make all the difference. Saying, yes, I can, means I need to be vulnerable with other believers. I need to... You know, go to the. I need to have people in my corner. I, I, I need to have people to hold me accountable. And I, I need people around me with other perspectives who aren't, you know, so caught up in the problem of the miracle that's about to occur that they can speak into my life something of benefit that I can't see for myself because all I can see is all the alligators all the way around me. How am I going to get out of this situation? How is this going to happen? And all of a sudden, the doubt and the fear, and the condemnation starts to pile on. That devil wants to put us all in such a bad position, and then he wants to drop you like a bad habit and walk away with no guilt and no shame and leave you with all the difficulty. He's a creep. He's a monster. He, I mean... It's time for us to say yes to holiness, yes to purity, yes to forgiveness, yes to repentance, yes to prayer, yes to fasting, yes to the Word of God, yes to being of service in the kingdom of God, yes to kindness and love and peace and joy, integrity, character, excellence, being available. Because when we're up at our eyeballs and alligators, we want to go and put our head in the sand somewhere. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to reach out. We're called to, 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 to minister to one another. But if someone doesn't know what you're going through, then you're all by yourself and you got people all around you in the blue chairs. Again, you may be sitting here going, well, I don't have any problems today, and my life is good, but are you being available to those in the blue chairs around you to minister to their need? Well, I don't know what's going on. Well, what if you went over and introduced yourself? What if you got here early? What if you stayed a little bit late? What if you ask somebody, hey, you know, just, just a simple question. I was talking with a brother this morning about this, and it's like, Whatever's going on right now, right? Let's say you know that they have kids. You could go up and say, hey, are your kids back in school? And they could say, yeah, they're all excited, and yeah, everything's great. Or they could say, well, actually, yeah, my kids are back in school, but because of my new job and my new hours, I have to get the kids to school, and my boss is upset with me. I don't know if I'm going to have a job. All you did was ask a question. They were vulnerable with you about what was going on so you knew how to minister to them. And instead of saying, well, I'll keep you in my prayers, why not just say, well, let's pray right now. Let's just pray. You know, I just want you to know I'm here for you. I just want you to know that I, you know, I just want to pray for you. I want to help get you through this. What a difference it can make. You get to know that person's name. Maybe, you know, whatever form of communication you feel 
you know, is acceptable for your own safety. Maybe it's, hey, why don't you private message me on Facebook and I'll, I'll be for you that way. Or here's my cell phone number if you want to give me a call. Or, you know, or, or hey, you know, next Sunday, hey, I'm just going to check on you next Sunday. Is that okay? I mean, I just really want to know and, you know, what's going on. And I want to I walk through this with you. That's a whole nother level. <laughs> and guess what? While they may be on their high, their high will become a low at some point in their life. You can be there for each other. You encourage each other to say, yes, I can, and yes, he will. Sometimes people will say, well, you just don't understand the difficulty of my situation. Well, uh, Jesus does. And, um, you know, I have no way of understanding how you truly feel about this because it's you and you're in that situation. And I can't say that I would know exactly what that's like because it's, it's you and your own unique circumstance. But I can pray for you. Some of you go, well, I wouldn't know what to pray. Just pray for the situation. Pray for God's will to be done. Something simple doesn't have to be elaborate, doesn't have to be, you know, your preacher voice, or, or you don't need to be an expert, and you don't need to go to seminary, and you don't need to do any of that stuff. You just pray for people, that's all, that's what the Bible tells us to do. And trust me, you doing that for them, someday that's, you're going to reap the benefits back on yourself when you need it the most. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Matthew 26, 36 to 38 says, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, Sit here while I go over there to pray. Well, that sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Jesus is about to go over and pray. Well, hallelujah. He took Peter and Zebedee, his two sons, James and John, and he became anguished. And distressed, he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point I just want to die. Stay here and keep watch with me. Jesus was in such mental and emotional anguish it was to the point of death and I'll tell you I know there are circumstances in this room that have happened in this room to you and you may have felt the same way Jesus felt and you may still feel that way this morning but Jesus did not go through that or experience that just for the sake of experiencing it. He did it to overcome it. And he's made a way where there seems to be no way. It seems impossible. It seems like, no, I'm always going to be right here. I'm always going to be feeling like this. This is what happened to me, and this is why my life is the way it is, and this is why I feel the way I feel. No matter how dark and heinous the enemy's work is against your life, the finished work of Jesus Christ is greater than that work. 
You're not your thoughts. You're not your feelings. You're not what's happened to you. You're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Mighty in God. Great and mighty is, it, is he in me. And that's where I'm saying that contrast and that difference between do you really believe he will? Do you really believe it? Or has your temporary circumstance become your new way of life? This is how I choose to live my life because of that person who did that to me. Or that circumstance that was so painful. God didn't just come for the quick and fun stuff. You know, make sure you get your own house and your new car someday and some money in the bank and all that wonderful stuff. He came for the big stuff, too. He came for you and everything that you are. Not the way things have happened to you, but the way you are. You see, God knows you in a different way than you know yourself. He sees the perfect state of you. He sees you as, I mean, everything that Christ became. That's how God sees you, the potential of you. And the purpose and the desires he's put in your heart, that's how God sees you. He, you are a witness of his will for your life. And that's where we got to get beyond all of our difficulties and dismiss them. Dismiss those things. Call things that be not as though they were. Shift out of your problems. Your problems have been overcome through the finished work of Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Yes, you can, and yes, he will. You see? See, yes, you can, and yes, you will is a simple thing you can just take into your life tomorrow. Simple thing. Easy to remember. And when you have doubt, deal with doubt. Deal with it. Work through it. Talk to somebody. Reach out. Don't do it on your own. You know, there's couples in this room and watching that can't even talk to each other about what's really going on in their lives. Be open. Be vulnerable. Once again, please, you need to do that. You need to reach out to your brother. You need to reach out to your sister. You need to reach out to your kids. You need to reach out to your husband, your spouse, whoever that is. You need to do that. They'll help you. They'll hold you accountable to who you are in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. Whew. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. Yes, I can, and yes, he will. You see what I'm saying? The evidence is different, but what I say is different than what the evidence is showing. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Yes, I can, and yes, he will. I almost see that little choo-choo train going, yes, I can, and yes, I can. Yes, he will, and yes, he will. 
Yes, 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 and amen. Yes, and amen, so be it. Rather than, I hope I can, maybe, after I get through this thing, then maybe I can get to that thing, and then maybe I could get over here. Yeah, no. Uh-uh, nope. Great and mighty is he. Nope, 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 nope. And again, you're going to have to say no to a whole lot more stuff than you're going to have to say yes to. A whole lot more. And you'll find something so powerful on the inside of you as you continue to do that day by day by day. And don't worry about being the person who masterfully does this and walks on water and everybody, oh, look at them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's, it's yes, he can and yes, God will in his life. Oh, hallelujah. That's the greatest lie has ever been told. This is why we need faith. Never think that your problems and that your situations are just unique to just you. I mean, if you don't have problems, just raise your hand. If you don't have trouble in your life, just raise your hand. Yeah, I got no takers. Yeah, somebody cast the devil out of Andy over here, praise the Lord. <laughs> Love you, Andy. You know that, man. But we've got problems. But yes, you can, and yes, he will. John 16, 31 to 33, Jesus asked, Do you finally believe? <laughs> He's asking all of us right now, today. Do you finally believe the gospel? It, it, listen, if you think it takes great faith to get out of your circumstance, it takes even greater faith to accept the finished work of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ, the thing that is too good to be true. It's the most challenging thing you'll ever have to face in your entire life. And yet it is there, and yet it is what we're called to, and yet it is the foundation of our own beliefs. He says, but the time is coming indeed. And guess what? It's right here right now. It says, when you will be scattered, each one is going to go his own way, leaving me, Jesus, alone. So what does that mean to us today? We're just scattering and going all over the place, and the gospel remains. Don't leave the gospel alone. Grab it. Hold it. It's in dear. I mean, love it. Accept it. Even when it's like, are you kidding me? It says, yet I am not alone because the Father's with me. I have told you all this so that you can have peace in me. If anything is costing you your peace, Demand a refund. It's your peace. It's yours. They're not doing it to you. You're choosing to give your peace away for a circumstance that no one's even going to think about in a year from now. Hold on to your peace, okay, guys? says, I've told you this so you may have peace in me. Here on earth, 
guaranteed. You have many trials, sorrows, but take heart because I, Jesus, have overcome the world in all of its problems. He is the author and he is the finisher of your faith. Do not despise small beginnings. Just You get to start where you're at. You get to, but don't do it the old way anymore. Challenge yourself to become better. Tell yourself, I can. Tell yourself that God will. Believe it with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your real path in life. And guess what? It's still going to come with tests and trials and sorrows and difficulties and all the other things. That's going to just make you stronger. It'll make you stronger, and you'll be a much more effective minister to those around you. You will have overcome many of the things in your life, not because of how great you are, but because you said, I can, and you said, he will. And you overcame. I cannot think of a single circumstance that a human being could experience that Jesus, in one way or the other, did not experience himself. And again, he did it for you. He did it to overcome it once and for all. As much as it says in the scripture that he sat down with the Father, he's invited you to be seated with him in heavenly places. At rest with him in his finished work. You're still working it out, but you found a place of rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ that no matter what I face, there's no weapon formed against me that will ultimately prosper unless I don't believe because then I'm choosing something else. Well, that's my message this morning. I hope you got something out of that. And I want to do the most important thing in our service right now. And I want to make sure every person in this room knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because if you don't, nothing, what, I'm gonna, what I've been talking to you about is going to work. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. There is no other. And you may have been searching in other places. And you may be looking at other things. But I'm telling you, you'll never experience what I'm talking about this morning if you don't receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Some of you in this room, you just want to come back or you want to have a closer walk with Jesus going forward in your life. Don't worry about that. Just get it right. Just get it right. Get it right. Right. You can. He will. I promise. I promise. All you got to do is ask him. Knock, and the door is going to be open to you. Seek, and you're going to find. It's there. It's there. Everything you've hoped for, everything that, because those hopes and those desires have been put in you by the power of God. I have different desires than you do. But guess what? They're all from God to perfect us as we go forward to say, I can do these things, and God will help me with these things. It's going to perfect you. It's going to make you into a stronger person be an overcomer in every area of your life and lead others out of their difficulty. Pain is there to make us humble. Pain is there to help us grow. Pain is there to say, oh, I've, I went through something like that. i got to find other people who are going through that difficulty. Let's get that kind of Jesus come into my life. Jesus, forgive me of all my sin. Let's say that prayer this morning.
So let's all bow our heads. You can repeat this prayer with me. Just get your life right with God this morning. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. I can. I can. You will. I know you will. And pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.